What are you looking forward to now that you're going to be able to have your vaccine? I'm looking forward to traveling and see my friends and going to a lot of birthday parties. Yeah, have you missed birthday parties? Yeah. It'll protect my, myself of getting COVID and really anyone I interact with. That was the great Nora Gossett, a seven-year-old who got her vaccine on November 4th, two days after it was given emergency youth authorization by the CDC. She got her shot at Cohen Children's Medical Center where she was with her father, Dr. Jeff Gossett, who is the vice president and system chief of pediatric cardiology at Cohen Children's Medical Center. They talked about why it was so important for Nora to get that shot. Can you tell me, Nora, what has it been like to be dealing with COVID for the last year and a half? Um, I can't really get to see my friends as often uh-huh. or travel, really. Yeah? And, uh, and why is that a problem? What, what, what haven't you liked about that? It's harder to interact with people, and I never really have time to even FaceTime my friends because of school, and then I don't really get to travel to where they live, so I can't even really see them. Yeah, and some of your really good friends live a while away, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important because people like your grandma and your grandpa and, and adults you're near, you got to keep them safe, but also other kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important because you're right. We've had such a hard time trying to keep everybody safe. And you know, mommy and daddy are doctors and we've been taking care of people who've been pretty sick, right? And as a heart doctor, I know that it's much safer to get your shot than not to get your shot. Is there anything you're worried about with the shot? Um, I'm not really worried. I'm just... It's just I don't like shots that much. (laughs) I don't like shots that much either, Nora. That's right. It's okay not to like shots, as long as we understand how important it is to get them, right? Right. Yeah, Dr. Gossett, first tell me how proud you are of your daughter and why it's so important for her and her classmates and people in her age group to be vaccinated. Well, I'm incredibly proud of Nora. She's a brave kid who's been so excited to get her vaccine. And it's going to let her do all of the things that we've been keeping from her for the last few years. And when we think about how we're going to fight this pandemic and really end this pandemic, it's having everybody be vaccinated. As a pediatric cardiologist, I've seen kids have incredibly sick hearts and being extremely sick from COVID. And I know that getting vaccinated is going to protect them and keep them safe. And... I'm so pleased that Nora understands that importance, and I know her friends do, and I know her friends are also looking forward to getting their vaccine, and I would really encourage everybody to protect their children, to protect themselves, and to protect all of us by getting vaccinated. Nora, I have to ask you one more question. I think you are like a superhero. What do you think about that? I'm not really sure. (laughs) What would your superpower be, Nora? What's your anti-COVID superpower? (laughs) Making it go away. Making it go away.
Nora was called the great Nora by doctors that day at Cohen Children's Medical Center for being so brave to get her vaccination. She did wince when she got the shot, but then she smiled and she held her dad's hand, who is also a doctor at Cohen Children's Medical Center, and was so proud to be able to be part of the solution of ending this pandemic. Next up, we have a panel of pediatric experts who also have loved ones getting vaccinated in the 5 to 11 age group. We talked to them about the COVID vaccines, their experience, and why it's so important to vaccinate this age group. Two other doctors who had their young children vaccinated are joining us now, also with Dr. Lori Rubin, who is the Director of Pediatric Infectious Disease at Cohen Children's Medical Center. We have Dr. Sophia Jan, Chief of General Pediatrics, and we have Dr. Mandeep Kainth, who is a doctor in pediatric infectious diseases. Dr. Jan and Dr. Kainth, last time I saw you was at Cohen Children's Medical Center, where eight children ages 5 to 11 got their COVID vaccine. And Dr. Kainth, your child was one of them. Well, it was really just a, a moment of relief washing over me um, as I uh, saw my child being vaccinated. It was um, sort of a door that's being opened, I think, for all parents here who have been waiting since um, the first adult was vaccinated. Um, and it was such a amazing moment to actually have uh, Sandra Lindsay there. I got to take a little photo op with my son and her um, at that time. And so this, it was a great doctor moment. It was a great mom moment. And not only are you talking the talk, but you're walking the walk. You had your children vaccinated. Dr. Jan, you said it's really important for you to be part of this movement to reassure parents and people about how safe the vaccine is. Absolutely. So my kids are 11, 9, and 6. They're in that full spectrum in this age range. And, um, you know, for my own children, um, we haven't really been able to see my um, in-laws, their grandparents much, because they, they, you know, my husband's parents are still very, very nervous about having kids who are not immunized um, come visit them, um, particularly because they're in school. Um, and so it's been really, really hard uh, for these last two years. And um, we've been very strict about not having the kids go on play dates. And we certainly haven't traveled by plane at all. And so, you know, it, it's, it's one step closer to getting my kids into a more normal pre-pandemic life. Um, but again, as a physician, you know, I take care of lots of kids who have who are both healthy and as well as kids who are who are who have lots of chronic conditions. And I've just like Dr. Kant said, like I, I've seen lots of kids get quite sick. Many kids do well um, even after getting COVID, but there there is a proportion of kids that get really really sick with significant long term complications, and I certainly would want to avoid that as much as possible. Um, and, and I want to sort of talk, have honest conversations with parents who are still nervous about it so that they can feel, um, get all of their questions answered and feel as reassured as they can be before getting the vaccine. Yeah. And, you know, when you mentioned a thing that's very common that I've heard from a lot of um, parents and children is that they, the children miss their grandparents. They want to see their grandparents. And Dr. Rubin, you have a beautiful little granddaughter. How excited are you that now she is also vaccinated? 
Yes, I'm very, very pleased about that. And uh, it'll just make sort of family gatherings that much safer and that much easier, both sort of physically in terms of the potential risk, as well as psychologically uh, being less worried about uh, transmission within that uh, extended family. So if you have a healthy child, why, why should you get the vaccine? I think it's really important to remember that healthy children um, have been hospitalized or have died from COVID. 30% of our hospitalizations for children have been in healthy children. Um, and I think it's important to also remember that that healthy child is sitting next to an unhealthy child in school. And it's uh, almost our community um, prerogative to make sure that we are protecting our fellow community members and our fellow students in that school or classroom. And so there are many, many reasons why your healthy child gets other vaccines. Um, your healthy child gets the polio vaccine, gets the MMR vaccine, um, and those are not nearly as prevalent as COVID is now. Um, and we do that to prevent illness, to prevent complications, prevent hospitalizations, and prevent deaths. Yeah, and we were just talking before about you know the the that Dr. Jan has said she's seen a lot of sick kids with COVID. More than eight thousand three hundred kids ages five to eleven have been hospitalized, and seven hundred ninety one children have died from COVID nineteen, including one hundred and seventy two children in that five to eleven age group. Are there any negative side effects? Are there any severe um, side effects from the vaccine? Yeah, the, the studies that have been done with the vaccine uh, show that it's been extremely well tolerated um, and no sort of serious adverse effects have been recognized. Um, in fact, the vaccine in the 5 to 11 age group uh, has a little bit less side effects like the possible occurrence of fever and so forth than in the uh, 16 to 25 age group to which it was compared. So the vaccine uh, is is. Uh, very well tolerated. It's certainly possible, like any vaccine, that the child may get a sore arm or redness of the arm after the vaccination. But in terms of uh, longer term or more serious adverse effects, we've just not seen that. The vaccine is one third the dose that's given to adolescents and adults. Um, but that smaller dose was shown to not only induce the same amount of protective neutralizing antibodies, but also uh, was highly effective, was over 90% effective in this um, group of children that participated in the studies. Yeah. So Dr. Jan and Dr. Kanth, how did you, how do you, I mean, kids usually do not like to get shots. So how do you prepare your children to say, hey, let's get this shot. It's important. Well, I think it depends on the developmental age of that child. Um, you know, what I said to my six-year-old is a little bit different than what I said to my 11-year-old. For my 11-year-old, I could sort of explain to her sort of the overall rationale about why vaccines in general are important. Um, and she was looking forward to the vaccine anyway, even though she was nervous about the pain that might come from it. Um, but she, she was fine with it. I think for my younger kids, um, you know, sometimes explaining the rationale helps, you know, for some kids that works uh, for others, you know, you just have to distract them with something else and just, you know, tell them to bring their favorite toy, tell them to uh, let them use your iPad <laughs> during that, during the, something to distract them. Um, I think there's lots of parents are really good about sort of figuring out ways to distract their kids, particularly the younger kids around this vaccine. Um, 
Um, but it, it does depend a little bit on, on the developmental age of that child. Sure. And Dr. Kanth, what did you tell your, your children? So we enrolled our youngest in the Pfizer trial and, um, I can't tell you, I mean, how many pokes and prods he had to get, uh, for blood draws, um, for vaccine doses. And, um, what was the most important thing for them was that they could, um, once they found out they'd be vaccinated, they could do all these things that they normally couldn't do. Um, go to arcades, um, visit grandma, grandpa, as we mentioned before, who um, actually live across the border in um, in Canada, um, and to resume normal activities like just go to birthday parties because, you know, all of these things um, for some kids are really important. Even my six-year-old understood that, um, and that's why he was willing to be a part of the trial. And I cannot tell you the moment I put um, the trial folks on speakerphone and I said to I said to Ishan, you know, we're gonna find out if you got placebo or vaccine. And he's like, I got it. Did I get it? I was like, well, listen. And so the woman said, I'm happy to tell you, you got your vaccine. And he was like literally jumping for joy, and not because he was gonna have to get two more shots, but because you know he because if he had gone placebo, he would have to get two more shots. Right. Um, but because he knew that he was protected and he knew we could start doing things again as a family and in our community. And that was really meaningful. That's awesome. And was Ishan also have a sense of pride that he is part of this solution? He's part of the, you know, this pandemic to make it this pandemic an endemic Right. So not only is my older son a superhero, I've been calling him a superhero too, because he had been part of sort of history. Um, and we really are, um, have been waiting on the edge of our seat for so long to get this data out and to get this um, vaccine out. And when people are waiting to find more research, when there's already a placebo controlled uh, double-blinded trial that already has data, there's really no better gold standard than that type of trial for data for our vaccines. Um, and I think waiting makes us um, have more of a risk for variants to emerge, um, a new wave to happen um, with people gathering together at the winter time um, or just being a winter viral respiratory um, illness. Um, and so there's many reasons for if we can get everybody immunized in the same block and in the same time that that will reduce the number of outbreaks we have and therefore reduce transmission. I was going to mention that just hearing this story, just like I'm getting emotional, <laughs> just sort of hearing sort of, I, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think what it just kind of shows you is that, you know, how profoundly this pandemic has affected um, even our youngest of children and and how much they understand and, and how, um, how they can really truly feel like they're part of a larger cause, which is just like extraordinary. Um, and so anyway, I applaud you, Dr. Kanth, for um, also being brave enough to put your kids in the clinical trial and having two wonderful young boys who are so wise beyond their years. And to be honest, Dr. Rubin made a great point about the myocarditis risk, which was, you know, in the back of my head at all times. And I think in the back of every parent's head, because it's why we're not seeing um, as many adolescents vaccinated as we would like to see. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that this lower dose will also be useful to have us all realize that we could probably vaccinate our younger group 
safely um, with at least this less risk of myocarditis too. Yeah. And I think also to Dr. Jan, this is something that you have said is that, um, you know, COVID is so unpredictable and, and so severe, it can be so severe that um, it's hard to sometimes manage these side effects and these, you know, severe outcomes of COVID. But with the vaccine, there's been hardly any adverse reactions. But if there are any re- adverse reactions from the vaccine, it's much easier to manage than severe cases of COVID. Yeah, exactly. You know, the the, va- the side effects that we're mostly looking out for when kids and adults get the vaccine is whether or not they develop a severe allergic reaction, which again is a very rare side effect, but we can handle that. That's easy. Um, you know, with the myocarditis or the heart inflammation that comes from um, that, again, super rare side effect of um, the COVID vaccine, at least seen in the older um, age groups, again, those the, that myocarditis is, is relatively mild and we're just observing those kids and they do fine. We can handle that. The myocarditis that comes from the actual infection um, COVID infection, or that results from um, complications of MISC, the multi-inflammatory and um, multi-system inflammatory syndrome of children and adults MISA, uh, is scary. You know, those kids are in the ICU. Um, that it is much more unpredictable um, which kids do well and which kids don't do as well. And so, you know, for those reasons, like the risk of myocarditis from vaccine is so much more manageable and so much smaller and more mild in comparison to that which can result from the actual infection itself. So, Dr. Rubin, now that we have five to 11, what about the children who are younger than that, the, the one to four group? Yes, there are um, ongoing studies in that age group. The uh, lower age limit is six months, uh, going right up to five years. Um, For the Pfizer vaccine, that group uh, in in the phase one studies, the initial studies, was determined to require even a smaller dose than the 5 to 11. So they'll be getting one-tenth the adult dose, um, where the 5 to 11 is getting um, one-third the adult dose. And so those studies are ongoing, and it uh, may be before the end of the year uh, that those studies will be submitted to the Food and Drug Administration for review to determine if, if the vaccine is safe and effective in that younger age group. On November 8th, New York City Public Schools launched 1,000 pop-up vaccination sites in their public schools to make it more convenient for parents to have their kids vaccinated. What do you think about um, the, you know, the accessibility of, of the vaccine now, how, how it's out there, um, and why that's so important um, for people to be able to have access to the vaccine? Oh, I love the fact that there are pop-ups. Um, if the, if my child's school's pop-up happened a little bit earlier, I would have done the pop-up at school. Um, the truth is that anyone who wants the vaccine right now can get it. There's wide availability. You can go to, um, a lot of the CVS, Walgreens, Dwayne Reed's, um, Rite Aid's all have uh, walk-up ability um, to get the 5 to 11 vaccine. And then, of course, Northwell is offering many, many pods um, um, to vaccinate um, our children. And um, and nearly all of our primary care practices uh, will be up and running to and offering the COVID vaccine as well. I mean, I think the availability is an important one because, as we know, there have been significant disparities both in who gets COVID, uh, racial, 
ethnic, socioeconomic disparities about who gets COVID, as well as who's getting the vaccine, right? It's it's not a surprise that there that that if you are high income, well educated, um, living in a nice neighborhood, you're it's easier for you to get the vaccine. Um, so I think the wide availability across all of our region is extraordinarily important from an equity and social justice standpoint. We always like to end on 20-minute health talk on a positive note. So if I could just go around the table and I'll start with Dr. Kanth. Um, just tell us what gives you hope, what gives you optimism now that 5 to 11-year-olds are part of the, the, the general population that can be vaccinated. Uh, I think what gives me hope is uh, that this is a portion of the population that has been yet unprotected. And we we saw this um, past summer with the Delta surge that it was the unvaccinated and it was the our children who were most affected with um, COVID and hospitalizations due to COVID um, morbidity and mortality that has um, you know, affected over 700 lives. That means that's 700 parents, 700 grandparents, 700 siblings that have been mourning loss of a child. Um, we hopefully we won't have to do that anymore, um, and hopefully that's that's the um, you know pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Awesome, Dr. Rubin. What gives you hope and optimism going forward? Yeah, I, I think this um, having the pediatric age groups now being eligible for vaccination, as we increase that vaccination rate, that's going to help society overall. The CDC um, estimated that just uh, having this rollout of this vaccine in the 5 to 11 and not anticipate and anticipating even a modest uptake of the vaccine will prevent uh, 600,000 cases or 9% of the burden of COVID in all age groups in the United States uh, between now and next March. So I'm optimistic um, have, having this in place because also less episodes of COVID infection means less potential for uh, variants of the virus to emerge. Awesome. And Dr. Jan, what gives you hope and optimism going forward? Yeah, just to uh, piggyback on Dr. Rubin and Dr. Kant's comments, we need children vaccinated in order for us to be able to get to get closer to herd immunity so that we can get past this pandemic phase. Um, and I think what gives me hope is that, I, you know, I we don't have to be as anxious as parents, you know, soon, you know, you don't have to be as anxious when your five-year-old goes and like is touching everything in the park surface, right? You don't have to be as anxious um, when they're going to school and you're worried about whether or not they're keeping their mask on at all times. Um, I think we have gotten used to living with this chronic level of anxiety around our kids, even when the vaccine was rolled out for the older adults because, um, because we knew that our kids were still unprotected. And so I think that that is really giving me um, um, a little glimmer of hope <laughs> for both sort of our family as well as the families that we take care of. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Jan, Dr. Rubin, Dr. Kant, thank you so much for joining us on 20 Minute Health Talk. And for you, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Rob Hoyle. Have a great week and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today 
Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.